Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I am your host, Bill Janice, and I am sitting here today with a really wonderful and fabulous talent, as always. Uh, she is one of Las Vegas's most fabulous AFAB drag performers. Please welcome to the Hey Girl podcast, Miss Susan Starr. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I, I I know it's like it's an it's like the joke that I'm writing with till the wheels fall off. I still giggle with joy and laughter when I hear someone else say "Hey, girl," back to me. Of course, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So it's so good to see you. Thank you for taking the time to come onto the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be here today. Of course. So now we met a couple weeks ago at the Miss Absolute Drag Pageant here in Las Vegas, uh, which was such a fun night. Great performers. You were wonderful. You were fabulous. Um, do you, I was wondering, could you kind of just share with us like what that experience was like for you? It was definitely a little bit of an intimidating experience. It was the second pageant that I had ever competed in. And like the fact that it was such a big deal, like, you know, we had Elliot with two T's as one of the judges. There were like mm-hmm. so many fa- fabulous, a former there. Miss Absolute, a former herself. Miss Absolute, yes, of course. Yep. And like, it was just, and obviously drag race, of course, yep, that too. <laughs> can't forget her for that. And nope, yeah, it was, not. it was just a really big experience for me. And I was just honestly honored to get to be a part of it. You were fabulous. I mean, did, what did, was there any part of it that, um, that you can share like behind the scenes backstage or anything really fun that you, like, some, some tea that you can spill? Um, I mean, as far as backstage goes, like it was nothing really like crazy going on back there or anything. The most crazy part was just making sure that we all had our stuff together and we were in our outfits in time for the next rounds and everything. Like my first outfit when I was wearing this beautiful like white feathered bleeding swan gown. That outfit always takes me like 20 to 30 minutes to get into. And I was back there like, am I going to get this corset cinched in time? Oh, no. And then right. I'm sitting there worried right. because it's such a delicate piece. Like if I even handle it one inch in the wrong direction, feathers could fall off. Rhinestones could oh, wow. fall off. So I always have to be so careful with that outfit. So that was like now, the craziest Did you make thing. that costume? Yourself? I did not. That outfit was made by a company called Alice Corsets. That's her Instagram okay. handle for anyone that wants to look her up. She specializes in like the most gorgeous, like fantasy conceptual outfits. A lot of her gowns, people will commission them for like weddings and special events okay. like that. But that dress just stood out to me so much as this is like perfect for drag numbers. It'll make me stand out so much. I can do very artistic concepts with it. It's a bitch to get into, but I love it. It is one of my favorite pieces that I own. Yeah, it, it really was gorgeous. So let's actually, let's back up a little bit. Can you tell the audience, just give us a little backstory on you. I mean, where where are you from? So I'm originally from Ohio. I was born and raised oh, there. Great. And I lived there. I'm from the, Michigan. So we're both Michigan. Midwestern we're neighbors. Girls. Yeah, we're neighbors. Yes, girl. That? 
<laughs> but yeah, like I lived there for the majority of my life and I just moved to Las Vegas last December. So I've been living in Las Vegas for almost a year now. Wow. What, what, what brought you, what was the motivation to come to Las Vegas? So it's a pretty basic, there was not one specific thing that brought me out here, but like I had just gotten out of a really bad relationship um, I wasn't feeling satisfied with where my life was going in Ohio. Like I started getting into drag while I still lived out there. I could say that I started drag while I was there. Like I was learning my makeup, learning my wigs, mm -hmm. learning my outfits. But, you know, the drag scene out there is just so small and it's so hard to really take off out there. So I was feeling very sure. underwhelmed in that sense, too. One of my best yeah. friends had moved to Vegas last summer and I came out to visit her last October and spending time with her here. I just fell in love with the place and she, you know, presented me the offer. Well, do you want to come out here and live with me and we can be housemates? And I was like, well, there's not really much of a You're reason, like, yeah, there's no reason to say no right. to that. I, I called up my day job. I contacted the partner company, got my day job transferred. And I'm like, OK, I'm Vegas bound. Good for you. Did you wait? Did you drive all the way here from Ohio? I literally did. I packed up everything Good that I could you, fit girl. in my car, and I told myself <laughs> I was going to make it in two days. That didn't happen. It took me about three and a half days to get out here, but I made it. Two days would have been pushing it. Yeah, I'm glad it you really did it safely. <laughs> I did. I did that once, um, and I, I won't do it again. I just some people love that. I don't know how you felt about it. I don't personally enjoy road trips per se personally my personality i'll get on a plane even if it's a 40 minute plane ride i'd rather get on the plane than drive oh, um, but but there was a point in my life where i was moving from los angeles back home to michigan and i oh, drove wow. all the way from la to detroit and i made some stops along the way deliberately obviously mm -hmm. like but it took me about a about a month because oh, wow. i because i flew from like i drove from la to vegas and i stayed here for like a week or two and did some gigs and then mm -hmm. i drove from here to like denver stayed there for like a week and then i drove to chicago that was the biggest leg from denver to chicago in one day that was a long oh, that was yeah. a long day oh yeah <laughs> that's a big one but yeah oh my gosh well i love it and you've only been here a year what how has vegas been treating you it's been really good like when i first got here i was intimidated because i felt like you know this really tiny little itty bitty fish in this giant you know ocean of sharks and our, our neon our neon pool here yes yeah. the neon pool yes <laughs> but yeah i definitely felt intimidated like how can i compete with all these already established people but you know it took a little bit of time but i kept pushing myself and telling myself i'm here i need to make the most yeah. of it i need to take advantage and yeah. by March, I had found Charlie's Las Vegas. I went there for one of their alternative drag nights. I networked with some of the queens, you know, kikied a little bit. And within a month, I was taking off with drag gigs. And, you know, I kept yeah. pursuing and pursuing every time I met someone new and I knew they hosted something. I'm like, hey, if you ever need a performer, hit me up. You know, I was looking for open stage nights. I was looking for any opportunity to get out there. And I really feel like it's been paying off for me. So I think I made the right decision coming out here. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely paying off. Um, I, lo I love hearing that. I love that persistence. And I love that drive. Let's actually talk about your drag. Um, what, uh, if you don't mind my asking, you know, what is your sources of inspiration for for the type of drag you do and if you don't mind obviously since this is a podcast if you could actually articulate to the audience your perception of what type of drag you you do so 
I like to describe myself as a glamour succubus. That is the, Ooh, that, that's the oh, I like that's that. That's the aesthetic title <laughs> I give my drag. Come on, girl. Yeah, yeah. that's a better way to yeah, yeah. the aesthetic, honey. Come on, yes. girl. <laughs> I am very much into the spooky goth aesthetic of drag. You know, it's part of my aesthetic in my normal life, and I love being able to amplify it in my drag and just take it one step further to like further, yeah. try to resemble those ethereal fantasy creatures that I grew up loving and admiring and wishing I could be so bad in my life. And I also right, love right. taking the aspect of glamour because being a a woman who does drag, I feel like you have to take your femininity like to the max when it comes to drag. The biggest hair, the biggest makeup, the biggest accessories, it all has to be big. So I definitely like to take all those aspects and put that in my drag as well to show that I am giving the most femininity that I can towards my drag. And so like my biggest inspiration in my drag has always been the Boulay Brothers Dragula. I found them in 2018. I think the second season had already come out. And like seeing that there were other alternative drag queens out there was such a big inspiration because before that I'd only ever seen RuPaul where they definitely emphasize a lot of high glamour, which I love and sure. I adore. It's great. Sure. But there's, see, but there's a place for everything. Of course. Yes. And to see the spooky aspect of drag coming into the light like that and becoming so popular like it has today, it gave me hope that, you know, the kind of drag I want to do is actually going somewhere and I could be a part of that. So I was very happy to draw a lot of inspiration from that. And another way that I also like to describe my drag to people is I tell them if Dolly Parton and Elvira had a baby and then that baby was raised by Lana Del Rey, that would be me as a drag artist. That's me. Oh, uh, that's great. I can, And I can see it. I yes, totally see it. I, take and it, it. I was going to, as cliche as it sounds, I was going to ask you about uh, uh, if you if you were like me, a big fan of Elvira, Mistress oh, of the Dark. She's been in I my assumed. life since yeah. I was a child. And I was like, I want to be her when I grow up. Me so too. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of achieved that with my dragon away. So I am. You proud did. Of yeah, you did. <laughs> did you ever see her live show at what was that? Knott's Berry Farms, I think she did I a live Halloween show for many live. years. Um, I got to meet Cassandra Peterson out of her Elvira makeup when she did a horror hound weekend convention in Cincinnati back in oh, 2017. Great. She was an absolute angel. I loved getting to yeah. meet her, take a photo with her. It was great. I felt like I had achieved a childhood dream by getting to meet her. Oh, of course. I totally get that. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So, oh, wow. This is all so much fun. So, I, th- this is all so fascinating to me. And, uh, and obviously, you know, our community is the community of inclusion. And um, I'm loving all of this, but I would really love uh, to give you an opportunity to kind of explain at least your personal journey and your your story to the audience. Being a cis uh, woman and assigned female at birth who also does drag, what where did that motivation come from, and what is it? What has that been like for you? So the motivation for me to start doing drag as a cisgender woman, it definitely came from like. Again, watching like the Boulay Brothers Dragula, they were the first uh-huh. people to show me the like the real inclusion of everybody and anybody into yeah. drag. Growing up, sure. like going to drag shows back in Ohio and then watching drag on TV, like with RuPaul and other stuff, 
you would only ever see like cisgender men or even maybe trans women doing drag. And, you know, for the longest time I thought, okay, it seems like these are the only people I see out there doing drag. So it's Mm. obviously something I might not ever be able to do. So I would just be the outsider looking in when it came to that. And then when I watched... You felt like it was, there was no, nobody was making room for, for you. Right, it definitely people, seemed like people very similar closed to you off. to do this. Yeah, very closed yeah, off for a specific set of people. But like, I, see. I remember watching season three of the Boulay Brothers Dragula and they had, you know, yeah. Hollow Eve, who is a fab. Yeah, I and remember. And then they have yeah, Land yeah, yeah. Insider, who was a drag king. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. There are these beautiful, amazing women over here doing drag. And this is inspiring me a lot. And I had to think for myself, well, I see women doing drag and like some of them are doing drag king. I never identified with the aspect of doing drag king. I admire the fuck out of it. But I think it takes a serious talent that I don't know if I could ever achieve. I feel like when you do makeup to present a male illusion, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of detail. Yeah, I can only imagine it's an entirely different challenge. I wouldn't wouldn't even know where to begin. I I mean, I barely, I I don't know how to do my own makeup as a boy. I know. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if I could ever do that properly. And like, I still just felt like I feel so drawn to the feminine aspect of drag. And then I still Mm -hmm. felt, you know, well, I'm already a woman. What are people going to think of that? Would they even let me do it? And then season four of Dragula came last year, and we got to see Sigourney Beaver, who was also a beautiful, wonderful AFAB queen. I got to meet her twice this past year, and I did not hesitate to let her know, you have been such an inspiration to me. I'm so glad you were on this show. You have made it. Well, you've basically opened the door for so many women like me who want to do drag to come in and do this as well. And like, I admire her so much for all she did on the show all she is continuing to do. And like seeing this inclusion of other women in the mainstream definitely gave me the push to be like, okay, so I see other women out here doing this. So I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to get myself out there too, because I want to be a part of this so badly. Absolutely. So RuPaul um, has been um, quoted saying that drag doesn't hide who you are. It actually reveals who you are. Do you share that sentiment? Absolutely. Like, I feel like my drag persona is the version of me I have always wanted to be in my life. Because looking at me out of drag, I am so quiet. I'm so introverted. I'm so shy and timid. Like, I'm very, like, you know, I always have to sit back and think, wait, is this okay for me to do? You know, I worry about what other people are going to think of me. And, like, am I going to be, am I going to look good doing this? Are people going to like me doing this? But, no, when I get into drag, I become that, you know. Do those, like, insecurities kind of go away, They really do. Like, I become a strong, confident, you know, kick-ass woman that I've always wanted to be in my life. And I'm like, hey. This is me. This is what you're getting. This is the magic that I can present to you, and I'm going to make you love it. So that's what I love most about my drag persona, is that she is everything that I've always wanted to be in life. Oh, oh, that's so inspiring. I, and I totally get that. I mean, all of us, all of us have our own internal... Um, insecurities and internal hangups about things that we do currently in the past or even in the future and like resistance to try new things. And there's always those, 
those hesitations, but I love hearing that you have been able to create a way for yourself to get over those personal barriers within yourself and actually shine in the way you want to shine. I love that. I love that. Yes. And another thing I go through personally (laughs) is that I have like really bad generalized anxiety disorder. It cripples me a lot with different things in my life, especially social and relationship aspects. Can you give me an example? Yes. Yeah. So like I'm definitely a hardcore overthinker and overreactor. Like I even posted a meme about this on my Instagram the other day. Like if I feel like a vibe is off in any way, I'm automatically thinking, wait, are you mad at me? Do you hate me? I need you to reassure me that we're okay. Are we okay? okay. Yes. I know the feeling. I totally get it. It's horrible. And like drag has also become a therapy for me when it comes to my anxiety, because when I'm in drag, there's no anxiety for me. Like I am there to perform. I am there to present art. And there's no room for anxiety in that, I feel like. So when I get into drag and I go out there and I perform, I feel totally free and at peace with myself. It has been the best form of therapy I think I could ever have in my life. Oh, I love this. Now, you also are working on some music as well. Tell us about that. Yes, I am. So I have some friends that have been into music for a very long time. Um, I actually met them like because we've been Facebook friends for a long time. And I got to meet them in person when their band went on tour this past summer. And, you know, they frequent Las Vegas. And when they came for like a weekend, I said, hey, I'm getting ready to do a drag gig. Won't you come out and watch me perform? And they did. Yeah. And so a few days later, after they watched my performance, you know, the vocalist, he calls me up and says, hey, I really like your stage performance. And I would love to see you putting that stage performance to work in my band. Would you like to join and become a member? Because I do have some music experience. I know how to play piano and keyboards. And he said, I'll put you on a backing keyboard spot and you can wear your drag and perform with us on the stage and have a good time. And I'm like, yes, because like doing drag, I never, ever thought I could bring my drag to a music aspect. So I was like, this is a fucking once in a lifetime opportunity. I have to be a part of this. And like, I couldn't stop thanking him. Like, you know, you have no idea what this opportunity means to me. So yeah, I am part of the band Seven Factor. They are a goth industrial band, like very, you know, hardcore, like almost kind of a metal feel to it, but still very gothy and industrial because there's like synth keyboards and stuff like that. But it's really fun. They're on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, if you want to check out their music. It's really amazing. Yeah, I'll link them in the description of the yes, episode. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Very good yeah. stuff. Like, I have not actively done any of the album contributions, but we do, are looking to do a music video this upcoming year. This upcoming spring, a tour will be happening, and I will be a part of all oh, of that. Wow. So my contributions to the band will be coming up and be present here soon. Oh, that's so exciting. So, uh, I mean, other than that, like just on the conversation of music, what um, recording artists would you say are your personal favorites or ones that you actually even really love to perform to when drag? Um, Lana Del Rey is definitely one of them. I have always related to her music on a personal sense. So she's been very near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm also very like I love music of all genres, really. I can find an artist in every genre that I like. So I like to say that my music is very diverse. I definitely relate and cling to like goth and metal music the most. It's just been a personal thing for me. Um, 
There is a black metal band called Watain. They're from Sweden. They're near okay. and dear to my heart. I've loved them since high school. They're not something I could ever perform to just because black metal is definitely not drag music, but they're something I love in a personal sense. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes to music I perform to, I do try to pick some of the most active music, no matter what the genre, because I want people to be able to get into it and enjoy the show that I'm presenting. So, like, I've done music to Lana Del Rey. I've, of course, done Lady Gaga. Um, Twin Temple is a fun one because they describe themselves as satanic doo-wop. So they kind of have that old school jazzy feel to them, but they're very okay. upbeat and active. There's something you could dance to and their aesthetic matches me perfectly. So it's like, okay, it's my aesthetic and then it's a crowd pleaser. So that kind of works out in the best of both worlds. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get that for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. So especially since this is, you know, your aesthetic of drag i would imagine that this hollow that halloween is your season girl right oh, Hall every day is halloween for me every, every day but well, we got we actually have halloween coming up yes. and i'm dying to know what are, what are your plans this holiday so i'm actually going to be going out to oakland california for the holiday weekend okay. it's, it's, it's a little bit of a personal vacation um, I'm in the talks with one of my friends out there who hosts some drag stuff. So I might be doing an All Hallows Eve drag performance on the 30th. So I might be out oh, there fine. having some fun. But even like, again, it, it's a to be determined thing because we have to figure everything mm -hmm. out and see if it's going to happen. So if it does happen, then I'll be in drag the day before Halloween and it's going to be great. And if yeah. not, I'm just going to be, you know, enjoying the holiday because Halloween is my Christmas I'm going to be just enjoying oh, course, the day. Yeah. I'll be in my spookiest attire, whether it's drag or out of drag, and I'm just going to have fun with it. So either way, it'll be yeah. a fun weekend. Did you me. always? Oh, absolutely. Was Halloween always your favorite holiday growing up, even as a kid? Even as a kid, yeah. I mean, as a kid, the factor was free candy. You know, what kid? Oh, me love too. That? I mean, I'm what still into the free candy. That? Yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> I remember as a kid, like, my mom was a big influence on my aesthetic, I feel like. I mean, if you had ever met my mom, she was a very normal dressed corporate Kathy kind of lady, but she loved okay. spooky stuff. Like I was watching vampire movies with her at four years old. We would watch Tales from the Crypt. I saw Beetlejuice for the first time with her. So she oh, introduced me to a lot of spooky movie. stuff at a young age. And I was like, I fucking love this. This is so fucking cool. And like, there I was at four or five years old saying, yeah, I want to be Elvira when I grow up. I want to be Morticia Adams when I grow up. And sure enough, here I am bringing all that aesthetic <laughs> into my life. So it's, it's kind of always been there for me. It really has. Of course. Do you have a favorite Halloween movie? Um... I have a lot of those. Um, like, <laughs> um, I always end up going back to the witch-based movies when it comes to Halloween okay. time. Like, my housemate and I just watched the new Hocus Pocus two the other weekend, and we both how'd you we like both, it? We both thought it was pretty good. I mean, yeah, the ending. I, I mean, thirty not years in between from doing the original to now. I mean, I know. It I think they did so pretty good I as well. Believe it. I mean, the the the, the women they looked good. Like you know, Sarah Jessica they Parker, did. Bette Midler. They all looked good. They reprised their roles very well. So I was very happy for that. Um, but yeah, and like even before that, Hocus Pocus is on the list. The Craft is on the list. That's one of my favorite witch movies. So I'm always going back to the Craft. 
Oh yeah, it was good. The original. The original, yes, of course. The original, yeah. Always the original. Always the OG. OG is always the rule. The OGs, honey. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Now, what about just other than? I know we talked about um, you uh, going out to Cali this year, but do you have any other like favorite Halloween traditions as a whole that you tend to try to do every year? Um, I wouldn't really say tradition in a sense because you know sometimes depending on the time of year and the situations in my life I can't always adhere to doing the same thing all the time like there have been years where like you know medical stuff happened that prevented me from doing stuff or you know I was involved in situations where I was away from home and couldn't tend to everything but again like my favorite things to do when it comes to Halloween is like you know watch the spooky movies, you know, I'll go to Starbucks and get a pumpkin spice latte and, you know, I'll just hang out because like, and hopefully have some candy too. Oh, oh, that too. Yeah. (laughs) Reese's, Reese's cups are my go-to. So I will always get peanut butter and chocolate all day. Peanut butter and chocolate is like the best combo to ever happen to man. (laughs) I agree. Yes. So I try to keep the little minor aesthetics present in my life. I mean, I've been to Halloween parties. Like I went to like two of my friends got married in 28 on Halloween, so I got into my, my oh, most goth dress and had fun with them out there. So just depending on what happens, I'll incorporate the Halloween aspects any way I can. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so much fun. So when uh, is the next time we can come see you perform here in Las Vegas? So... Next time you're going to see me perform in Las Vegas, I am something of a regular going on with Charlie's right now. I am specifically there every single Thursday when they do open stage night. You will only see me present at that night. So right now we're going to be having the new season of the Boulay Brothers Dragula Titans where they've got returning cast members coming back to compete for the Titan title. So Charlie's Mm -hmm. will be doing a viewing party. Every Tuesday that that the new episodes come out, I'm going to be there on those nights, of course, to support the viewing, and I will be performing those nights as well. And you can usually catch me like a couple weekends of the month at Charlie's. You know, their their Fridays and Saturdays are always differing. They have different themes for the nights. But if you're paying attention and you catch anything along the lines of Fetish Friday, Creep Show Saturday, anything along those lines. There's a 99. Anything in that genre, yet. she'll be there, girl. Yes, 99.99999% <laughs> chance I'm going to be there. So, yeah, just pay attention <laughs> to Charlie's. It. I'm usually always there. Um, I do aim to travel a lot and get my drag a little more mm-hmm. seen around. Like, I've been to Phoenix a few times, I've been to the Cobalt Bar. Um, I keep in good contact with them. I let them know that, hey, if you ever need somebody, let me know. I'd love to be available for you guys. I was just in Chicago this past month, and I did a drag gig out there. So I'm hoping I made a good enough impact out there that they'll want me back out. And, you know, I'm just trying to – I'm going to go wherever I can get my drag seen. I love this. So tell everyone – I will, of course – tag all of your information in the description of the episode but tell everyone how they can stay up to date with you and what you're doing and um uh stay connected with you oh absolutely so my instagram is at it's susan star all one word that's where you're gonna find the most up to date when it comes to me posting about gigs i am booked for pay attention to my stories because i'll post all the flyers in there and tag the right people and all of that too 
Um, you can you know, follow me on Facebook too. I've got my Susan Star page there as well. You'll see a lot of photos from like my gigs and shoots and all that to show you my looks and drag and how I'm staying relevant. But Instagram will be the best way to stay up to date with me as far as gigs and events that I'll be at. Oh, wonderful. Well, listen, Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I, I had a great time. It was so lovely I had an to, amazing to time. hear. And again, I cannot thank yes. you enough for having me. This experience was amazing. and I'm so glad I got to share this with you. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. And, and the feeling's definitely mutual. It was actually, I really enjoyed hearing about your journey and your um, your intentions with your performance. And I, I love, I always love hearing everybody, uh, all, every, every type of artist possible. So yes. bravo to you and thank you for your contribution. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. That was so much fun. Uh, be sure to check us out at our website at heygirlpodcast.com. Girl is spelled with a U. And stay up to date with us as well on social media at Hey Girl Podcast. Thanks. Have a great weekend. <laughs>